Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. A radio show host called Paul Gallant. It's Paul Gallant. Polly G Show. He's the best in Houston. The most interactive sports radio show in Houston. Oh, what's good, my man? How you doing, Paul? What are you doing, Paul? Join the devastation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. I love the show. Y'all keep it up. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Paul Gallant. You are definitely living in the hindsight world today, Paul. Hello and welcome aboard the Paul Galan Show on this Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday, NFL Conference Championship Weekend, Friday, January 26th of 2024. I'm Paul Galan. This is the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. You can jump aboard. By phone, by text, on YouTube.com, at ESPN Houston. Also on Twitch. I'm not forgetting about the Twitchers, those toxic sons of biscuits. So, big news for your Houston sports today is that it looks like the Houston Texans band is staying together, for the most part, for at least another year. Why? Because there were a couple of coaching hirings yesterday that did not involve Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. The Atlanta Falcons are hiring former Bucks head coach Raheem Morris. He was most recently the Rams defensive coordinator. The Falcons interviewed Bobby Slowick a couple of times. More on that in a bit. The Panthers, we discussed this yesterday, hired quarterback coach of the Bucks, Dave Canales. The Chargers hired Jim Harbaugh. Only two teams do not have head coaches right now. The Washington Commanders, who have interviewed Bobby Slowick, but it does feel like they are waiting it out for Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. They're also interviewing Dan Quinn next week. And meanwhile, with the Seahawks, we haven't heard a lot, but it also feels like they will eventually hire Dan Quinn. Makes the most sense, especially if they're keeping Pete Carroll around in an advisory role, because Dan Quinn used to be the defensive coordinator of the Seahawks. So, for better or for worse, there is a very strong possibility that the Houston Texans are going to have Slowick in 2024, which is surprising because right after we got off the air, we saw that Bobby Slowick had met with Falcons owner Arthur Blank, CEO Rich McKay, and general manager Terry Fontenot of the Falcons at Arthur Blank's home. Because he'd really impressed the Falcons in his interview that he did with them on Sunday. Okay, so Zoom interview on Sunday, in-home visit on Thursday. I mean, what happened? <laughs> right? Isn't that a fair question to wonder? It seems like he was on the goal line. And then the Falcons hired Raheem Morris. It does feel out of left field. Sean Mapes behind the glass producer of the Paul Gallant show. I I think it's very fair to wonder what the hell happened at uh, (laughs) the home of Arthur Blank. Yeah, I mean, it I, I don't know. Is it better? Is it what's the best case scenario that they really did like him? Because it worth it's worth mentioning that Atlanta Falcons interviewed everyone twice. So right, they they were their open door policy, very um, open door, open legs. Some would say. So is it better that they they're like you know what? Let's just talk to Bobby Sloak a second time, like whatever. And but the, in the back of their mind, the entire interview, they're like. We're probably going to hire Raheem Morris in 30 minutes anyway. Or is it better that he had a legitimate shot 
up until that last meeting, and he absolutely blew it. And they're like, "Oh my god, let's let's hire the Rams' defensive coordinator." I I wonder if it's the latter. I'm hoping it's the former, <laughs> mainly fu- for Bobby Slowick. <laughs> we I, wish what Bobby Slowick well. And that that's the funny situation is that you hope that it was like it. Well. We can't cancel on the kid. He's already on this flight. Like, like it's an obligatory. Like, okay, we'll 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 hear him out. We'll hear him out. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's it seems like a good thing for the Texans that a he was in demand, and b that the Texans will keep him. Totally agree. I like to have some semblance of continuity. Curious as to what the conspiracy theories might be for why Bobby Slowick. Clearly at the one-yard line, basically went Russell Wilson to Malcolm Butler in Arthur Blank's home. I like to speculate. We're not going to say that something happened factually, but we can wonder because we are in the speculation game and the being dumb idiots game. But also something to keep in mind, Gerard Johnson, the Texans quarterback coach, is interviewing with the Pittsburgh Steelers today for their vacant offensive coordinator position. He has already interviewed for the Patriots offensive coordinator job. I would not mind that at all. The Saints offensive coordinator job, the Browns offensive coordinator job, and the Eagles offensive coordinator job. Something to keep in mind for Johnson as a quarterback coach. You want to go to a situation where there's upside so that you can go from being an offensive coordinator to a head coach. Or to a place where you're not going to get flushed down the toilet with the head coach when he gets fired. So, avoid Philadelphia. 100%, Sean. That's the number one thing. Don't go to Philly. Only bad things can happen in Philly. Eagles fans will turn on you in a heartbeat. They've turned on just about everyone that has ever played or coached in that organization. No matter the success, Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb, Doug Peterson... It goes on and on and on. Carson Wentz. Although Carson Wentz, you understand it. Nick Foles, they turned on him before he came back and then ultimately won a Super Bowl with them. They turn on everybody in that town of obnoxious, cantankerous Philadelphians and South Jerseyans. And I'm part of, that's part me by blood. Like, I get those people. Yeah, it did feel like, it does feel like Draw Johnson was always going to get an OC job this offseason. It was just a question of, is he going to leave? Or if Bobby Slowick gets a head coach, would he would he get promoted? And so, yes, between these jobs, I mean, it, it makes sense that none of these offensive coordinator openings are, you, are that attractive because – I think all of them fired their offensive coordinator. That That's the interesting element here is, is that either there was a parting of ways, and we yeah. say that in quotation marks, or it was implied heavily, hey, leave. But like the Bengals' job isn't open. They in, uh, promoted internally. I, I guess maybe the Bucks, but he hasn't interviewed yet uh, for it. He, I'm just trying to think of who – which OC's got a head coaching job? Maybe he could. Maybe those are the better jobs because you just saw the last guy get promoted. Well, let, let's just focus on the ones that we know he's yeah. interviewed for. So, Eagles, Steelers today. Mike Tomlin might not be long for the Steelers. Obviously, there were rumors about his future this offseason. Is he going to stay in Pittsburgh forever? Would you want to go as a coordinator to a situation where the coach might be gone? Like Kellen Moore, for example, yeah. Chargers uh, offensive coordinator who left the Cowboys to go there, and then he goes there and he finds out, oh, Brandon Staley's an idiot. Damn it, I'm screwed. So, I mean, he's getting interviewed right now. So, I don't think the Steelers is great. I'd also point to the Saints in the same exact situation. Who are they getting at quarterback? If you're Gerard Johnson, would you want to work with Derek Carr? If you're Gerard Johnson, do you feel like Dennis Allen is long for the New Orleans Saints? Like That's kind of one of the more surprising non-firings that we've seen. And I get it. The Saints did decent this year, but they didn't do well either. And they're in a terrible cap situation going forward. I mean, take a look at it. They I are mean, they've literally been, $88 million over the cap per most cap websites, which they've is been insane. In a, they've been in a terrible cap situation for 12 years. It's incredible, like, Sean. I mean, they run their budget worse than yeah. the state of Louisiana runs its budget, which is also really saying something. That is factual. If we're talking like just about by percentages and stuff, there's the Browns situation. But would you want to go up to the Cleveland Browns who, okay, 
I mean, they had a really good year, all things considered, with a bunch of quarterbacks. But do you want to be tied to the success of Deshaun Watson, who maybe isn't the same guy that he used to be? And beyond that, this is the only offensive coordinator opening uh, that he's interviewed for that I don't think he would call the plays. I think Kevin Stefanski would still call the plays. Probably right. Eagles, famously, Nick Sirianni does not call plays. Uh, Tomlin obviously does, and Gerard Mayo's defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with uh, Dennis Allen. So this is the this is the one where you have an offensive coach above you. Uh, I guess so. I guess Nick Sirianni is an offensive coach as well. But uh, you're not going to call the plays in Cleveland. So as far as the upward mobility goes for your coaching career. Not being a play caller. I mean, I guess Bobby Sloak wasn't a play caller until he became an offensive coordinator. Then he was. You know, it's only the Mike McDaniels and um, Callahan, the uh, uh, Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan. So you have to you have to work for a McVeigh, a Shanahan guy. I'm not sure if Stefanski has that rub. You know, I agree with you there. So Browns doesn't look like a great spot either. The Patriots is the one option. For Gerard Johnson, among Somehow. teams he is interviewed for. Because they're, they're bad enough to where they're going to draft a guy. They're going to draft the quarterback, and he, you would think, Sean, is going to have more offensive autonomy because it does feel like they are moving on from everybody. They basically told Bill O'Brien, yeah, just leave. That's yeah. why he took the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State. That is, a, that is a lateral move to become an offensive coordinator at college after being an offensive coordinator in the NFL. So, with that in mind... Here's what I will say about the Patriots job. You are going to have Gerard Johnson, and I'm being selfish here. Yes, I'm being selfish for the city of Houston because I'm on the bandwagon, baby. You will have the third choice at quarterback. Now, you could get it right. Obviously, the Texans got it right with the second choice at quarterback over Bryce Young. But you have the third choice. The odds of you working with Caleb Williams, practically zero. The odds of you working with Jaden Daniels, from LSU, I think right now with the way that those mocks are looking, that's probably unlikely as well. So, Drake May from North Carolina. Do you want to be tied to the next Mitchell Trubisky? Now, he could be better than Mitchell Trubisky, but I'm just going to be uh, a school cyst against all quarterbacks from North Carolina. Drake May, do you trust that? Yeah, just like Ohio State quarterbacks never work out. Right, except neither, for... Neither this, do North, North Carolina quarterbacks. That's, yeah, exactly. Until until they finally do work out. Yeah. See, so I would say the same thing about Caleb Williams at USC, but uh, yeah. hey, and LSU quarterback. Well, oh no, wait. Joe Burrow, baby. Okay, but Joe Burrow. But before that, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but you're Joe right. Burrow had to beat the Matt Flynn it's so, allegation. It's so fun to be stupid with school with because, uh, school system. Because, it doesn't make any sense, but there's because, so few good quarterbacks. Yes, that's the thing. Is that, <laughs> is that most quarterback draft picks don't work out? But it's fun to do it anyway. <laughs> so using the school against them is just circular logic. Exactly, but it's fun to be nonsensical and stupid when we're talking yeah. about sports. Speaking of, up next. How did Bobby Slowick bleep it up in Arthur Blank's home? What did he do? What are the things you can't do when visiting somebody else's home? 713-780-3776 to call in or text in. You can join us on our YouTube channel at ESPN Houston or on Twitch. Let me tell you about my friends at mybookie.ag. Promo code BET975. Two conference championship games this weekend. The Chiefs are... Four-point dogs on the road against the Ravens. The closer I get to this game, the more I am actually feeling the Baltimore Ravens here. Sorry, because I think I said yesterday, yeah, you got to hammer the Ravens here. Excuse me, you got to hammer the Chiefs here. It's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Joe Tooney, the Chiefs offensive lineman who is arguably the anchor of that offensive line, that's making me feel a little bit different. As far as Lions and 49ers, I still think seven is way too much. But, hey, I'm going to give you a prop. I'll give you some more props in our pick six segment at 11-15. Lamar Jackson over rushing yards, 66.5. Josh Allen had 12 carries for for 72 yards and two touchdowns against the Chiefs on Sunday. And if you watch that game, it never looked like the Chiefs understood how to contain him. It's going to be worse against Lamar Jackson. I think Jackson's going to run for a lot of yards on Sunday in the AFC Championship game. You can bet on that and more at mybookie.ag. Promo code BET975. They've got casino games as well with live dealers. And you get an awesome 
deposit bonus when you sign up with mybookie.ag. Promo code BET975. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with mybookie.ag. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube. Dracula Flow. I'm Dracula. I'm 12 million years old. I have more perks than there are stars in the Leo cluster. Community Bank Studios. It's Paul Gallant. Join the conversation by dialing or texting 713-780-3776. Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick had an in-home meeting with Arthur Blank, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, yesterday. Hours later, the Falcons chose to hire Raheem Morris, former head coach with the Bucks most recently defensive coordinator with the Rams. It means that Bobby Slovak is likely the Texans offensive coordinator this coming season. I do want wrong answers only on the most interactive sports talk show in Houston when it comes to what the hell might've happened where Slovak didn't get the gig. But I think I know the answer here. I think Bobby Slovak was too honest. If you've listened to Bobby Slovak over the course of the year, I will give him a lot of credit for this. He is a guy who has talked about how he's not always 100% sure of what he's doing. And guess what? Anyone who's a first-time offensive coordinator, that is 100% the case. And we heard it most recently from Bobby in the week leading up to the Texans season-ending loss against the Baltimore Ravens. Here he is, I think, just being perhaps a little bit too transparent for his own good. I don't think you ever fully get comfortable you know, there's always a little bit of some urgency, some making sure you're crossing all your T's, dotting all your I's, all that good stuff. I don't think you're ever fully there. But I think what really makes you confident is when you just have complete faith and belief in, in the group you're coaching. Um, that, like, really, really I feel like I, we could roll out there and I can call anything and, and they are going to find a way to make it work, you know. And, and that's really what's been fun that's what's been empowering um they're all in on what we want to do i mean it's the offensive group and and kind of where we are right now is is i think they're they're playing really good football uh and and they're all kind of special people we've come a long way all the way across the board we've had a lot of people in and out through the season and and really everyone's just bought into continuing to get better get better get better and and now you know as coaches, we kind of sit back and we watch, and it's it's entirely a player-led offense, and they just go out and they, they play awesome football. It's been fun to be a part of. That first part, you hear a guy who's being 100% honest, which should be appreciated, but in a job interview setting, is that ever appreciated? I mean, we all lie on our resumes. We all lie on anything. Our first date. You want to sound 100% confident, even if you don't know what you're 100% confident in. I think Bobby Slowick was probably very transparent and honest with Arthur Blank, and I bet that that worked against him, just based off of a lot of the comments that he has made this year. And I respect him for being that honest, that open. So that's my guess. Again, I was not there. I do not know anything about what happened there. Yeah, and it is interesting that both— and. When DJ's been in here, he's talked about it. Even we've talked about it just hearing C.J. Stroud talk, that C.J. Stroud feels like he goes out of his way to actually give thoughtful, good answers, where, I mean, most players, especially most quarterbacks, are trying to do the opposite. They're just trying to feed you bleep, keep you in the dark. Same thing with coaches, and it is interesting that both Bobby Slowick and C.J. Stroud feel like it seem like they're just very open with maybe that's – you know, they're both rookies with a lot of su- success, so they haven't been like burned by the media or they haven't been burned by, you know, feeling any pushback or doubt about what they're doing. But they both all go like, I mean, remember Bobby Sloak in the, was the Bengals game with the fourth and one, third and one, whatever it was, where he threw a deep shot. It, oh, it was a fourth and one. They threw a deep shot. He was like, it was the worst play call of my entire career. <laughs> like, yeah. he, just got, he just got up on the podium the next day and, and 100% wore it. 
And I like that about him. Yes, I think as fans, as obviously people who cover the team, it, that is a commendable thing. But when you're hiring somebody... It is not commendable whatsoever. Exactly. Tell me what I want to hear, Bobby Slowick. We will give you the job. But with that in mind, that's what we think happened. I want to hear what you guys think happened. Wrong answers only, because I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. lots of things that you could potentially... Uh, do at someone's I mean, house. I mean, it's stay, staying in the AFC South, and this wasn't a coach doing something wrong in an owner's house. This was an owner maybe doing something wrong in a coach's house when Jim Irsay uh, was visiting with Josh Dan- Josh McDaniels and his family and uh, spent over an hour in the bathroom. I mean, I bet McDaniels, when he was meeting with Irsay, was like, oh my God, I can't do this. And everyone dumped on McDaniels for like, backing out on the Colts at the last second. I loved it, first off, because it's another victory for the Patriots over the Colts. But second, because, I mean, if you met with Jim Irsay for a while, would you be a little bit, I don't know, nervous about the uncertainty of your future? Especially with, you know, what's been going on that we don't know about for the last two months. The only (laughs) thing is that I I don't know how he, how it, got to the point where he had to back out at the last minute. I don't know why he didn't back out after the first, 30-minute conversation revenge, he had with them. Revenge. Vengeance. You for know, what? For Tom Brady being slandered uh-huh. by an inferior organization. Okay. What? That <laughs> I know, happens. I know, because when I think of Patriots-Colts, I think of the Patriots winning all the time, so when I think them, of Patriots them Colts, getting revenge, I'm just like, well, I don't know what they need revenge they haven't for. Sal- they haven't salted the earth for those losers. Raise another banner for finishing third okay. in the AFC South, you bozo organization. I like Jim Irsay, too, but I hate that organization. I hate their fans. I hate that city. I hope it, we should sell it to Canada for three cents. You know, anyway, hey, bringing it back, bringing it back because we, we want to stay on topic. Uh, a couple of people have suggested this from the 281. Maybe Sloak took a fat dump at Blank's house like he did in Baltimore. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, another one. Uh, this is on the YouTube at ESPN Houston. He slow it clogged the toilet at Arthur Blank's home. How many of you guys have seen Along Came Polly? Ben Stiller has weirdly been in a lot of scenes in movie history where um, bad things happen while he is visiting somebody else's home. Along Came Polly, great movie. One of Philip Seymour Hoffman's best performances. But they go eat Indian food. And then let's just say that Ben Stiller's got a little IBS. Oh, God, I beg you, please, if you make this water go down, I will sit at your feet and I will serve you for all of eternity. Has anyone ever clogged the toilet when going to another person's house? Not going to lie. When I was a little kid, because I used way too much toilet paper, we used to go to our family friends, the Salvucci's house all the time, and I used to clog their toilet all the time. And it had nothing to do with like the you know what I was dropping off. I'm a, I was a small child. All it was 100. percent It was the toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, 100. They had an old house, and I this happened like four or five times. Oh my god! I was going to ask how many times is all the time. It was that's, four that's or five lot. times is a lot. Yeah, I should have learned better. But you know, I was I was I was stupid. I used to use a lot of TP. It's because that, that that old crappy toilet paper. Like people, you got to step your game up. The worst is when you go to somebody's house and they have the really crappy like sandpaper toilet paper. That's like essentially. Like, your fingers are going to go through it immediately because it's so thin. The ones that, like, only public restrooms use? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know this is your house, right? You yes. Can, you can you spend can a little. It's not that much more. Now, unless you're going all the time or, or I guess, like, a, a natural a disaster is happening where oh. everyone feels the need to rush and go all get all the toilet paper. Uh, Morris Ramirez commented on YouTube. He probably wanted full control and was shown the door. Honestly, I feel like he probably didn't want enough control just based off of everything we've heard about Slowick. To this point in time, it'd be very funny if they asked him, like, so uh, a lot of questions about our quarterback position. We're not sure. We're, what do you think about our quarterback position? He's like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Give me Desmond Ritter. And the Atlanta Falcons look at each other like, oh my God. <laughs> That wrong answer, buddy. You gotta. You that's that's the that's our little sniff test of if you know ball is how much you're you don't want Desmond Ritter as your quarterback. Right, right, exactly. If you had like a plan to make Desmond Ritter work, like yeah. I, I would kick you out of the house yeah. immediately. Get out of here. Uh, from the 409, Bobby lost the job when he pulled up the video of the Super Bowl against the Patriots and told Blank what he would have done different. I mean, literally, all you would have to say is stop trying to throw the ball and kick the field goal to go up. For two scores. That's all they had to do. Just run it. Run that it. Catch by Julio Jones. The game was over. Like, yeah. It was over. Those I, idiots. I was going to say, the only two plays that you, that they should have run and that Bobby Sloak should have told them that he was going to run. Right. 
I, I would have run the ball and thrown it to Julio Jones. That's it. Ever, first and second down, run up the middle. Third down, throw it to Julio Jones. <laughs> I mean, it would have been more successful. Uh, from the 8-3-2, Sloak said he didn't like Magic City Wings. That is a controversial take to have in, in Atlanta. Yeah. But I don't know if Arthur Blank is eating Magic City Wings. I don't know about that. I feel like rich people don't eat wings because it gets too, like, on their hands. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Them. Maybe maybe that's just what rich people want us to think, that, that they're better than us, that they don't get their hands dirty when they eat. Maybe 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 in their, you know, shadowy parties, they're doing other stuff, but one of them is a lot of finger food, a lot of messy food. Uh, speaking of messy, Sean, we're getting a lot of uh, terminology for that terrible toilet paper I was just highlighting. From the 832 and the 409, it's called John Wayne toilet paper. Oh, yeah. Rough as hell and doesn't take bleep off anyone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. I like that one. Uh, more comments. Uh, Chris from Sam Houston. He picked his nose. Picking your nose isn't great, but I, I, that's not a deal breaker. You Sometimes you te- got a big. I mean, I pick my nose a lot on the air. I, I, it's like a nervous habit that I have. You mean to tell me that Arthur Smith never picked his nose in front of Arthur Blank? <laughs> that doesn't. Ar- Arthur that, Smith does look like a nose picker. <laughs> that doesn't disqualify you. <laughs> uh, the urge from Bel Air says he had the relations with Arthur Blank's wife. All right, I mean, you would have to be the smoothest person ever to even yeah. find yourself in a situation where <laughs> you could pull Arthur that Blank's off. Wife? <laughs> I'm also yeah, because Bobby Sloak's like 36 years old, you know. So uh, there's that as well. It would be pretty funny if he had another one of those Ben Stiller disasters. Have you, have you guys seen? Um, oh shoot, how am I forgetting this movie name? With Cameron Diaz. Probably oh, there's something... There's uh, something about Mary. There and there's something about Mary. There's a really funny scene where uh, on a prom date, Ben Stiller's character goes to the bathroom and he has some uh, zipper issues. What's that bubble there? What do you think? It's a... Well, how the hell did you get the beans above the Frank? I mean... Frank and beans, to refer to your privates. What an all-time line. Love that guy uh, who plays the father in that movie. He's, I think, the voice of the president in Rick and Morty. Fun facts, everybody. Uh, what else do we have here? Wrong answers only as far as why this in-home meeting did not work out. I, I think most people are going to guess, like, flatulence or, you know, uh, dropping the kids off. Not taking off your shoes is Arthur Blank, like, one of those guys who's, like, really big into Japanese culture at home. You know, they don't have they don't have chairs. You got to sit at home and you got to walk around barefoot. Arthur Blank, Terry Fontenot. And, they're all and in Bobby kimonos. Are, and, and they're sitting uh, crisscross applesauce on the floor. And they, all have, they all have all these packets about like what kind of offense they're going to run. Or right. The, the, the defensive coordinator hire that Bobby Sloak's <laughs> looking for. And it's all spread across the table. <laughs> it would be really funny if Blank was in the middle of like a, 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 a Japan, Japan phase where, yeah, kimono. They're saying, yeah, as you're saying, like that on the floor. And it's because he watched like Tokyo Vice or something like that. <laughs> He's like getting the, the, the grocery store sushi. I, I had a face oh, like that. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not like even that. getting nice sushi. Yeah, he's, he's just like, you know, we're just dabbling. We're going we're to just... H-E-B for, or whatever their H-E-B sushi is. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go, guys. Uh, he lost Arthur Blank's cat. That, that, that would be another unfortunate situation that happened to Ben Stiller in a uh, movie. And <laughs> meet the parents. Really, that's like Ben Stiller's calling card is awkward Huber while visiting somebody else's house. Yeah. Yeah, with a very attractive, like, while he's dating a very attractive woman. Right, yeah, smoking cigarettes or something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is the Paul Galan Show, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, to call in and to text in. Let's talk about Conference Championship Weekend next, some injury updates, and how a Houston Texan was robbed. Stick around. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. Oh, it's you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? We're ready for some football, baby. Hunt. Tackling the biggest issues in the NFL. This just in. Here's the 10-minute drill with Paul Gallant. Football time. A couple of things to touch on before conference championship weekend. The city of Detroit is all in on Jared Goff. One, because all of a sudden... He's become funny. Did anyone catch this other exchange that he had with Detroit media when asked?
asked about the weapons that the 49ers have compared to the Lions. You guys had a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe that's... Oh, thank you. Okay. I said thank you. You are. Maybe that viewed, though, as the superstars, like hey, the 49ers and... Uh, All right, never mind. <laughs> but I mean, guys like St. Brown and Jaden Yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, so is Panay. <laughs> sorry, continue. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm very happy for Jared Goff. The Lions have so many feel good stories going on, but Jared Goff could be the fifth quarterback in NFL history to lead two teams to Super Bowls. Obviously, that happens if you've had some issues in your previous stop. But Goff was essentially left on the side of the road by supposed genius Sean McVay. And he was treated horribly at the end of his time in L.A. That is on record. You can find articles about it. So I'm very happy, Sean Mapes, for Jared Goff to have a goff Yes, of course, the goff I'm trying to think of who the other... So... The for two teams to the Super Kurt Bowl. Kurt Warner is one. Kurt Warner, Brady, yeah, uh, Manning, yeah, Peyton. That is. Mm-hmm. I d- I don't know who the other one is. I'm going to. I, ge- I also I didn't have Kurt Warner. Though. I'm going to guess it was like Earl Morrill, who I think did it with the '72 Dolphins and the Baltimore Colts. I could be wrong on that front, but that is my guess. I'll I'll do the research. if I'm right. God, dang it! Am I the greatest football mind? In this city. Move over, McLean. You're the general. I am the commander in chief, bitch. Okay. Uh, Also, talking about Jared Goff. People are so high on Jared Goff in um, Detroit that in the middle of a Red Wings game, this happened. And, I mean, (laughs) this is a hockey game. They're distracted. Hell yeah. Jared Goff, baby. So that's pretty cool to see. The Lions are fun. The Ravens want respect. We will see what happens in both of Sunday's games. It was Craig Morton. Damn it! Oh, I was... Uh, now He was uh, Cowboys and... <sighs> he then lost to the Cowboys. Was he Colts? No. Vi- uh, Chiefs? No. Team that, uh, I mean. Raiders. N- Damn it. Right okay. division. Uh, AFC West. Broncos? Yeah. He was a Broncos quarterback? Denver Broncos, yeah. <sighs> Damn. I thought he lost right. to the Cowboys in 1977. I thought I had it with Real Moral. So yeah. he lost as a Cowboys quarterback to Johnny Unitas and the Colts. Oh. And then he lost against the Cowboys seven years later. So just a Super Bowl loser. What a legacy. But, it, hey, he took two teams <laughs> he did there. He two teams to the Super Bowl. That is crazy. It just didn't happen for a really long time. Craig Borden, that is the name I did not think I would hear today. Thank you for getting that. I, I do like random NFL pieces of trivia like that. Uh, continuing to go around uh, the NFL Conference Championship weekend, I, I think any uh, Texas fans and uh, anti-Aggie uh, fans will appreciate this uh, comment by Kyle Shanahan when asked about fans at the bell bottom. Man, how important is a 12th man going to be on Sunday? What's that? The 12th man, how important is a 12th man going to be on Sunday? We don't call him the 12th man here. Um, <laughs> but, but our crowd's very important. Our crowd is, our crowd I think is the best in football. Okay, relax on that one. But they do travel pretty well. They are a sleeping giant as far as insufferable fan bases. And shout out to Kyle Shanahan, who of course, a UT guy, so he hates the 12th man already. But as a 49ers coach, he also hates the 12th man that the Seahawks have to uh, buy the rights to from Texas A&M. How about that? Another Seattle-Texas tie from your boy, Paul Gallant, Mr. Texas, Mr. Seattle. The uh, That was a detail. I knew that he was a Texas Longhorn, but I did, did not put all the pieces together until Lance did it for me this right. morning. I saw it with Lance's tweet. That's how yeah. I, I got to this. Well, because, yeah, Longhorn versus Aggie and Dan Campbell and Aggie defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. So it really is. Wow. Versus so this is this? You're wearing your UT shirt. So you're yeah. you're I, rooting for the 49ers this that, weekend. I, I told him. I was like, well, 
I was kind of planning to root for the Lions until this second that you laid that all that out. I I, I, I like it. I like it, Sean. I like the pettiness. That's wow. great. Uh, continuing to look at conference championship weekend, here are the injuries. The Joe Tooney injury with a strained pectoral, he is unlikely to play for the Chiefs. We saw what the Ravens' interior defensive line did to the Texans on Sunday. That is a big concern, and I am wavering when it comes to picking the Kansas City Chiefs. The more and more I hear about people talking about Joe Tooney, it's like they're they're basically going to be without their second best player to Patrick Mahomes. The way it's being discussed. Anyway, we'll see. I, I, I'm still having a hard time picking against Mahomes. Good news for the Chiefs. Kadarius Tony downgraded at practice. You do not want to see Kadarius Tony on the field. <laughs> Kadarius Tony losing the game for the Chiefs is Definitely on the table if he plays. Uh, for the Ravens, Marlon Humphrey, he might be back. Their cornerback. Mark Andrews, full practice again um, for Baltimore. He had a couple before the Texans. They waived a player to open up a roster spot, so he might be back. Meanwhile, Debo Samuel was limited in practice yesterday for San Francisco. 49ers are encouraged that he will be able to play. Two quick thoughts before we move on to our next segment that has to do with conference championship weekend. We're going to be playing some fight songs, baby. Nick Casario was robbed. And I know the Pro Football Writers Association Awards is different than the Associated Press Awards, but maybe the Pro Football Writers Association Awards should matter more. But Lions executive Brad Holmes, not Nick Casario, is the Pro Football Writers Association Executive of the Year. Man, I got a bone to pick with DJ Bien Ame for putting the Patriot way down. Nick Casario brought the Patriot way here to Houston. He's not getting enough credit for it, and he should be exec of the year, Sean Mabes. Yes, just like the U.S. president is 100% responsible for everything, everything. that's going on with the economy, Yep. so is the president of the Houston chapter of the Pro Football Writers Association responsible for everyone who wins an award. So, mm-hmm. yes. DJ, Mr. President, you will have to answer for your crimes. Sir, 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 sir. Why didn't Nick Casario get executive of the year? Sir, why Why do you believe that Lamar Jackson is, is a better passer than C.J. Stroud? Sir, sir, did you authorize that strike against Nick Casario? <laughs> is there any evidence of uh, of Brad Holmes getting weapons for uh, Jared Ooh, Goff? Yeah, honestly, it doesn't seem like he's done enough. No. I mean, although he did get Sam Laporta and, yeah. and Jameer Gibbs. And actually went back. He has done a great job, Brad Holmes, this year. Yeah, the, the same thing with Dan Campbell maybe winning coach of the year. It's like, well, yeah. yeah, yeah I can it. see it. I can see it, too. The Jaguars, uh, speaking of executives, I love hearing this. I want all the Jaguars fans who always get in my comments on my uh, socials. I want them to see this. Trent Balky on an extension for Trevor Lawrence. Quote, I think Trevor had another learning year. That's one way to put it. With all the fumbles and all the turnovers. Balky says four injuries in 2023 are alarming, but Lawrence is their long-term quarterback. Quote, we're going to get something done at the appropriate time. Are they, though? I don't know. I don't know. If you're the Jaguars and you got Trevor Lawrence, you got to be wondering right now. Got to be wondering. Hmm. Oh, were you waiting for me? To- <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, oh, okay. just, I'm just like leaving, like, just leaving <laughs> that, like, that, that, that pause out there. So that Jaguar fans have to think long and hard about their own football mortality and about how they are, one, before the team moves to London, going to suck. And then, two, they're going to move to London. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Bring back if Urban you're, Meyer. If you're, yeah, if you're a Jags fan, just just throw yourself into the Florida football season this year. No, yeah. wait. Oh, no, wait. Don't do that. Who will have more wins? The Gators in the SEC that has now Got added it. Texas and Oklahoma or the Jacksonville Jaguars? Gators play less games. Gators suck, but I think I think the Jags. I think the Jags. I don't know, but I don't know. They blew down the stretch. This is, you know, take a look at what the Titans did last year and how they just fell apart down the stretch and it kind of carried over into this year. I mean, the, the Jaguars, what they did and the fact that they really didn't do much of anything as far as accountability is insane. It really is. Like and I get it. Like Doug Peterson's the head coach. Oh, he's better than Urban Meyer. But I mean, they had huge expectations. They went from eight and three to nine and eight and missing the playoffs. Can the Jags get to five wins? That's the question. And, and beat the Florida Gators, who are yeah. going to Can the beat, Jaguars beat the Gators? They're going to be in five <laughs> five to four wins is what I'm putting the Gators at. I, I, I think the Jags, Jags will have more, but uh, something to keep in mind. Yeah, but they play five more games. He is Sean Mapes. I'm Paul Gallant. Of all the fan bases playing this weekend, which fan base would be the most fun one to be a part of? We're going to play some fight songs for you to help you figure that out. It's the Paul Gallant Show. Stick around.
ESPN975.com. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. We're back into an extra large show that fits into a medium time slot. Here's your perfectly sized host, Paul Galan, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Someone on YouTube went back to that video of me last Friday doing my pump up, wearing my Texas hoodie tank top. And you know what they said? They said, you can't be in all district safety because your arms are too small. And I'm not going to lie, that really hurt my feelings. It really hurt my feelings to the point where I'm, I'm going to the gym right after the show to work on my arms. Curls get Earl Sean, allegedly. That's what I've heard. Um, work on the glamour muscles. I could, I could definitely see you getting into... What's the like testosterone? Steroids? Oh, like the testosterone replacement that Eugenics. older guys take. Yeah, fellas, she's gonna love it too. <laughs> yeah, you take the not steroids, but you know, the, I, close I'd be, enough. I'd be nervous that that stuff would just give me a pants tent, like walking around all the time. You know, like I'm uh, uh, Michael Scott's character in the Forty Year Old Virgin, and I feel mm. the need to make a phone call to say, like, "Hey, this has been forty hours. Uh, what do we do?" What do we do? Is that a side effect? Because actual steroids, it's the opposite, right? It's both, yeah. So I don't know what the I, I don't know what the nugenics is. <laughs> Good question. Well, is nugenics? No, that's that's all testosterone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I could see, but I could see you, you know, forty, forty-five, being like, you know what? I need a little bit of extra edge to keep up, keep up in these streets. <laughs> But you know what? I'm going to pretend that I don't because I applied for The Bachelor and everything's going to be okay. Oh, oh. Then yeah. your shot at love is still – still. Yeah, uh, but I might need to do some steroids before I go yeah. on. A little trend. Dye my hair. Dye my beard. Yeah, I was going to say. The beard definitely is going to It would it. be funny if I came in one day and just looked like so Coach Kate out. I like think- where I'm so – like it's just – Jet black, like I've just like dipped my head in motor oil. I think that's the way you have to do it. Yeah, I don't think you can do the like like piece, slightly brown or like piece by piece over you know weeks of. Like, I've never done it. I've never done from it. where you are now, which isn't bad. But to, there's a lot of gray though. Yeah, but you can't go like slightly slightly darker, slightly darker, yeah. slightly dark. Like I think you just have to go all in just and full just jet black and just force people to. Be the ones to bring it up. I'll be like, I've always been like this. Yeah, what are you like, talking how about? How dare you? And then pull, <laughs> just gaslight people? Yeah, and then pull up pictures from when you're like 25. <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. <laughs> pull, up, pull up pictures of you in Seattle. <laughs> that would be so funny. All my dating app pictures are just like super old. I would love that. Okay. Uh, guys, who would it be most fun to be a fan of this weekend? If you've listened to this show enough, and, and apologies to the online stream because you're probably not going to be able to hear this, so maybe go to your radio. At this moment in time, because we we have some uh, limitations. As yeah, far or as go the to music. the app. Yeah, ESPN.com Houston app, or ESPN ninety seven five Houston app. We do have an app, and we have a YouTube at ESPN Houston, and we have uh, a Twitch, which we're not supposed to promote. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you also on. will not hear it on the Twitch. Yeah, you won't. You, you're, won't you can't. It's it's a shame. It's, it's really annoying. But hey, there's a lot of great fight songs in the NFL. Now the Ravens have co-opted this song by the uh, White Stripes. This is. This is technically their official fight song, even though it isn't. It sounds like this. Yeah, I mean, every team does this. But the Ravens seem to believe that this is theirs above everyone's. The Miami Heat played this song, like, in 2006. Like, what are we talking about? But that was almost 20 years ago now. How yeah. many people have that kind of memory? I'm just saying the White Stripes better be from Baltimore. Okay. Or Maryland. And I don't know off the top of my head. I, I'm no skeptical about that. Yeah. And essentially, it just turns into a, oh, 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 oh. So that's a yeah. fun chant to do with a bunch of people. But it, it, there's, you know. Again, every team has done this. That is, that is a good point. So the Ravens have an actual fight song, Sean. I, I, I found this. Uh, it's, it's not great. It's not great. I, I don't even know what the lyrics are to this fight song. I, I looked it up. It was it was difficult to find. You, you can try it, but this is from the Ravens' official YouTube channel. This is this is the Baltimore 
fight song. R. R. A. A. B. Where are they spelled? E. Ray. Oh. It's kind of a copy of the Eagles. They're copying the Eagles. It's a slow copy of the Eagles. What? I can see. I can see why they stole the, the White actual song. Yeah, <laughs> they, that is literally the Eagles' fight song, but it's not as cool. They even spelled out the team name at the beginning, but in a very slow and not fun way. Yeah, it's, I mean, you have to hand it to Philly. Yeah, and sometimes they misspell it, but at least they get through the spelling fast. Yeah, exactly. And they then they mispronounce the word Eagles and say Eagles at the very end. Uh. Look, the Ravens, do they have cool uniforms? Yes. Do they have Lamar Jackson? Yes. Do some Ravens fans wear these awesome, like, camo pants that are the blend of all the Ravens' colors? Yes. Like, there's there are cool elements to being a Ravens fan, and you got history. Uh, you do have to look the other way when it comes to, you know, Ray Rice, Ray Lewis, and Terrell Suggs. So that is perhaps unfortunate, but you do have two Super Bowls since uh, 2000. And that's pretty cool. Not many teams can say that. So uh, being a Ravens fan would be fun, but I'm not a real big fan of their uh, in-game traditions. Uh, let's, I don't know if we can play this one without getting canceled, but this is what the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, very original fan base, uh, do during their games. The Chiefs version. Taylor Swift is co-signing this. Just saying... Taylor Swift thinks this is good. Taylor Swift hates Native Americans. Florida State does this. Yeah. It's, it's, the Braves do this. It's disgusting to me that the Kansas City Chiefs are stealing history yeah. from the proud, proud organization of Florida State football. That, that is true. And, and listen, the Seminole Tribe signs off on that at the very least. I don't like Florida State, but at the very least they do that. Would it, have, have, have the Chiefs, uh, have they just have they talked to some of the many, many Native Americans that were forced off their land during the Trail of Tears in Missouri slash Kansas? Hmm. I'm sure they've had, like, a photo op with someone wearing a headdress. As 1% Micmac Indian, I am offended by this. Are you 1% offended? I'm not even, know, I, I'm not even <laughs> Yeah, I'm not even sure if this is 1%. I think I'm more of a Native American than Elizabeth Warren, so at least I've got that going for me. Okay. So, I mean, that's what the Chiefs do all game long. It's obviously fun to be a Chiefs fan. They're going to keep on winning for the foreseeable future. Maybe in a post-Andy Reid world, if they win the Super Bowl, does Reid retire? Maybe they have a... Hire Bill Belichick. (laughs) Just hire Bill Belichick. Oh, my God. I would be able to jump on the bandwagon. I would be able to jump on. I, I, I would. I believe that allows me to. Like, I wouldn't officially jump on, but I'd be. I'd be a fan. I was a fan of the Bucks. I got a Bucks shirt now. It's a Tom Brady Bucks shirt. Oh, hi, Livy Dunn. Uh, more fight songs. The San Francisco 49ers have a fight song. This is from the 1980s. Bartolo went to jail. Okay, ah, pot it down. There's good production value here, but these lyrics are very hard to remember. It's very specific. It's 1980s related. Yeah, I don't like that it's a very time and place thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's kind of like Paul Wall's How About Them Strohs, where yeah. he goes through each guy on the team, or most of the guys on the team, where you're, and I, that's good for the 2022 World Series team, but I don't think that should be the Houston Astros fight song 40 years from now. I don't think I don't think he needs to be I don't think he needs to be mentioning Hector Neris and Phil Maton <laughs> 40 years from now in a song. I don't know. That's just I, me. I remember way back when Lance McCullers threw for one inning in the playoffs, I think, and then that was it. And then he didn't pitch until July. Rafael Montero. <laughs> uh we got a couple of texts. I guess 
the uh, White Stripes are from Detroit. So, I mean. This is disgusting. Poor Detroit. They, they get rid of all, all of these stink, by the way. Well, there's one more. This is the Detroit Lions fight song. Is this is this the winner? By default, yes. Like that's a crooner. It's like the polka. Hell yeah! Oh, we are so on the Lions bandwagon. I don't think I could possibly be more on it, except for Sean because he hates Aggie. Yes, that my my time on the Dan Campbell and Aaron Glenn too much. For my you. time on the Detroit Lions bandwagon ended at eight thirty this morning. Uh, that's that's a bummer. It re- I really do feel like I'm missing out. I know. Do you, I wish we had the Men in Black like memory eraser so that we could get you back on. You are missing out. This is going to be fun yeah. for me. If they make the Super Bowl, maybe I circle back because it won't be directly at the expense of proud Texas long cord Kyle Shanahan, <laughs> which, by the way. You're going to have to look up who. I can't, I can't wait for the next time Texas needs a football coach, and I go, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> can't wait for that. That is that is happening. That might be the end of Kyle Shanahan's career. That would be something else. He is Sean Babes. I'm Paul Gallant. Paul Gallant Show, ESPN 97.5, 92.5. You want to jump aboard, 713-780-3776 to call to text. We told you which fan base we'd have the easiest time buying into. But I have a question for Houston sports fans right now, and it has to do with a very interesting online discourse that has to do with the Houston Rockets. We're bought into the Texans. We're bought into the Astros. How much are we bought into both of those teams going forward, and how do the Rockets compare to those two? That question for you on the most interactive sports talk show in Houston. Stick around. ESPN 97.5.com on the Chase Long. I've got a Chase Long in my dressing room and a pack of warm beer that we can consume. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.